You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Welcome to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that covers news and events happening in the world of Lucha Libre, talking Mexico-based promotions and top independents, along with Luchador-related news from throughout the United States. The Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on LuchaCentral.com. This podcast and others from the network are also available on all major podcast streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and more. And of course, a shout out to our streaming partners at thechairshot.com. My name is Miranda Morales, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. And this intro is a little different, well, because this week's uh, episode is introducing, well, an interview that myself and my two co-hosts, Dusty Murphy and Brendan Barr, did with the one and only Gabe Ramirez. It's been a few years since we've last talked with Gabe Ramirez, but he is back to give us all of the updates on what's happening with the Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy, as well as Pro Wrestling Revolution, the promotion, with their next show coming up on March 11th, as well as really Gabe's insights, uh, not only as a promoter and an operator of a wrestling training school, but with working with luchadors from all over the world. So, before we get into this week's interview, don't forget to follow Lucha Central on social media at Lucha Central on Facebook and Instagram and at LuchaCentral.com on Twitter. You can also visit LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre, in order to get all the information about upcoming Lucha shows, uh, events that are happening, as well as news um, from the world of Lucha Libre. So go ahead, get ready, and take a listen to our interview with Gabe Ramirez. Hello and welcome back to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is Miranda Morales being joined, as always, by... Brendan Barr and Dusty Murphy, but yet there is one more. Yes, we are very excited to have our next guest on the show. He is a little bit of a blast from the past. He is one of the first people that we interviewed on the show back when we started in 2020, but you've heard his name many, many a time. He is associated, you know, running the Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy uh, in San Jose, as well as Pro Wrestling Revolution, the uh, promotion, really the leading Lucha Libre promotion in the whole Bay Area, dare I say the whole West Coast. Please welcome to the show, Gabe Ramirez. Wow, it only took two years to get me back. How awesome. I, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we don't have very many return guests. Yeah. No. Oh, oh, yeah. They're one and done. Just they're like, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, oh, wow. <laughs> you are our first returning guest. So well, the thing is, if you consider how this business works, two years like dog years. They probably quit, yeah. did two fat shows, and they were done. So. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we still here. We still here, and you're still here. I mean, not that we're surprised, uh, but I, I would say that a lot has changed between when we first interviewed you and now, almost three years ago, um, almost three years to the date. Um, and when we first talked with you, it was really about how uh, Pro Wrestling Revolution uh, Trading Academy was really adapting to. Uh, the pandemic and how you adapted to the pandemic. Can you let our listeners know how you came out of it and, and what's happening with the Academy now? Well, we came out of the pandemic uh, 
a lot better than, you know, going into it as far as going from non-pandemic, from not knowing what's going to happen, the world changing to going back out. I was very fortunate, you know, to, to pivot and keep the academy going, you know, via online. Uh, we did a lot of things that you normally wouldn't do in a person-to-person uh, -person setting. We did a lot of, uh, you know, everything was through the now infamous Zoom, because no one knew it before, and it was Zoom, and you had a corporate account, and we had like 30 people online. And we did a lot of stuff, and we maintained and did things that normally, obviously, you can't do, you know, but we did our best, and we maintained. And I think I only lost maybe one student from the time that we had to shut down and the moment we were allowed here in our area to go back into a, uh, a controlled environment with face covers and testing. But, you know, I, I only lost one. I was very fortunate to, to be able to maintain that and at the same time uh, pick up the, the lack of shows and picked up business when I started when I created um, the Lucha uh, Masks um, that, you know, became pretty popular for a while and then kept that going. Now the pandemic's over and everything, you know, has definitely gone, I don't want to say back to normal, but for the most part, you know, we're, we're back pre-pandemic as far as training and, and doing shows. Yeah, I mean, it was a really big deal when Pro Wrestling Revolution came back to San Jose after a year plus long absence and seeing, of course, this post on social media, but even meeting your students, it looks like you in some ways never left, uh, but also have this now new fire with the mm -hmm. uh, training academy. And if anything, having this new batch of students with more excitement than ever in the stage that you're able to provide for them and even just the guests that you have um, at the the training academy. I mean, you know, uh, no big deal, but you just had a, a really great seminar um, posted with uh, Kento uh, and yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, with uh, with Kushida and, and like, it's just so, I mean, that's huge to have. So um, kind of tell us more about, you know, the student bounce back and the ability to bring in guests um, to the center. Well, <clears throat> the bounce back, you know, was I, I, I thought it would be harder. But if you consider the fact that, you know, everybody was locked in and couldn't go out and couldn't do anything in the moment you could go out, everybody ran out and played. Right. Everybody wanted to go play now. Everybody wanted to do it. I guess when people were during a pandemic, it was almost like, oh, man, you know, kind of like when you have a hangover. I'll never drink again. I'll never drink again. Now it's like we almost died. Pandemic is, you know, almost end of the world. I'm going to make my dreams come true. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So when we came out of it, you know, it was crazy. People, you know, wanted to do everything. But like everything else, you know, once things start to stabilize, they kind of go back to normal. So the more things change, the more they stay the same, mm. you know, but on my end, you know, I'm, I'm always on the move. I'm, I'm never satisfied. You know, I, I, I'm the guy who's going to rearrange his bedroom 17 times in one year. Right. Because, you know, just want to make it look different or, or, or stay fresh. And, uh, you know, having the, the seminar with Kushida, you know, it was, it's just, just part of it. You know I mean? It's something that, I take great pride in, you know, in expanding the, the relationship that I have with New Japan Pro Wrestling here in the United States and and other people that have come in, you know, prior, you know, prior to Kushida coming in. I also had Bandito come in, you know, and, and it's hard it is to have Bandito show up on shows because, you know, he's so busy and so on. And not saying that he knows shows, but just saying the fact that he's always booked, you know, I actually had him come in and, and work with my students, you know, so for me is uh, I'm blessed to have these friendships and, and relationships with people for such a long time. And then I get to extend that over to my students who, you know, can say they've been trained by like Skyle, Lady Apache, have mm -hmm. things with Kushida, Bandito, you know what I mean? It's like uh, they've done stuff with people from NOAA, you know, and so it's, it's a long, long list and I'm very proud of it. And I'm hoping my students understand that as much as I bring to the table, not to take it for granted because yeah. not everyone does have a bandito and everyone that comes into play over and over and over, you know? Yeah, I, I would say it's not everybody. Nobody has that, at least in, <laughs> in the United States. So you are truly in a league of your own um, uh, with that. Um, with the, the guests that you, you have, with the relationships that you have with other promotions. Um, and of course, you know, 
um, the work that Pro Wrestling Revolution is is doing all throughout, uh, you know, California and beyond. That is is huge. So we're really excited to hear that um, the training academy, you know, is really fully operational. Um, you're you're bringing in these awesome. Uh, guests for students to, to learn from and, you know, building these partnerships to really allow them to see what that next level looks like outside of not California, but outside of the United States, which right. I think is super rare for a school to focus on. Well, it's necessary because, you know, I, I say this to my students all the time. It's like I the last thing I want to do is treat my academy like a karate dojo on the weekend where your mom put you in your little gi, and then when you, she picked you up, she brought you your chicken nuggets and a Sprite, and then you went home and played, uh, you know, your Nintendo. That's not what I want. I actually want to develop students that who want to be professional wrestlers. I want them to have higher goals than just, you know, a, a, a hobby wrestler per se. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you are going to be a hobby wrestler, then be the best damn hobby wrestler ever. You know what I mean? Like the work does not stop you know you just can't half-ass training because then you're just a half-ass wrestler and that's not what we want to produce no and and i think setting that standard uh not only with you but i'm i'm sure you're the coaches that you have and the accountability that the students have to put on each other um because yes. that makes a, a world of difference not just from your leaders but from your peers um, sure. because yeah, that's, that's really a, a difference maker. Can you talk a little bit more about that too, with, um, you know, your students and, and how you see them hold each other accountable? Well, you know, you also have to consider that some of the students I have have been with me, you know, for five years, you know what I mean? So we do have a core mm -hmm. of people who, who just know that when certain days come up, you know, that's the day you train and, and they're there come hell or high water. Um, and a lot of them have become leaders just because they've seen how many people started when they were there. So like, you know, uh, wrestler A shows up and there's like five people with him. And then maybe two months later, three are there. Then five years later, none are there. You know, I mean, he's only one last one there. So they, they do understand all the work that goes into it. And they do hold the, the new people that come in accountable you know, to explain to them, hey, I've been here for a while and, you know, what you're being asked to do is not out of the ordinary. You know, I'm doing it, too. You know, whether it be from ring crew to, you know, passing out flyers, posters, you know, anything that needs to be done, you know, um, anything that's done for Progressive Revolution, it's not something that somebody else would do that I'm not doing already. I would never ask anyone to do something if I'm not out there with them. That's from flying rain, rain crew, posters. I mean, you name it, I'm out there with them. Because if I don't lead by example, then who will? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, really valid. Um, well, again, it's really great to hear how well the training academy is. Um, it's really exciting to see, too, um, those students be a part of the Pro Wrestling Revolution shows. And I'd be remiss. I mean, I would say secret intentions, but not really. One of the main reasons we really wanted to speak with you again is to talk <laughs> about this March 11th show. Um, we have been talking about it as talent announcements have been made on the podcast, but as soon as, you know, this flyer was posted and seeing some of the names on here, it was just mind blowing to see the talent that's been announced for, um, the March 11th show in, uh, San, uh, in okay. San Jose, uh, for. <laughs> Now, I know it was city, uh, but it, it's really exciting. Now, um, before we jump into that, though, I know Brendan had uh, something that he wanted to ask as far as yeah. um, some of the training. Well, you're still talking about the training and you were throwing around names like Bandito and Lady Apache. Uh, these are people that are famous teachers yourself themselves. Did, you, did they bring something new that you thought, I mean, obviously they're going to add extra value just by who they are, but did you really feel like you, your students got uh, something a little different and a little extra that uh, you could maybe build off of in the future as well? What do you mean? Like, it just, they, uh, so Bandito has his own school in Mexico. You mentioned that it's easier to learn how to, how to work Mexican style. Um, 
the, and and you know things like that that uh, they can you hear from you, but see from another teacher and and understand a little more of what you're talking about or something that you never thought of before. You know, um, there's been many a times, including the seminar, not the seminar, but the the private lessons that when Bettino came in to work with my students, it's been, it happens very often um, where he'll go over a drill or he'll go over a spot. He'll go over something that he wants to teach him and they already know it because they've already learned it from their prior teachers, which goes back to, to, to how, how deep the training has been, you know, um, sky, they was there for two years and, oh, yeah. sky, you know, two years, lady Apache was there for, you know, about a year, you know I mean? Vaquero Fantasma, you know, has been there from the start with me, you know, and then we've had people come in like super crazy, you know, to come in there and, and do some stuff. I've had Hoover to Guerrera come in and do stuff. So like I've consistently had people come in and do things. So have they learned something new? Absolutely. But I think sometimes when they get taught something, um, and they repeat fashion. They're like, oh, man, I already learned this. I've had students who've gone to Mexico to go work somewhere else and get some training. And they come back and tell me, man, that, that was crazy. I go, what happened? They're like, they pretty much do the, stuff, the same stuff that we're already doing. You know, so th- to me, you know, that might have sucked for his trip to Mexico. But I feel very proud that the training that we have that right. provides that to our talent is of good quality. I don't consider our Lucha Libre to be the Americanized one where, you know, you see it a lot. Sometimes people think uh, a toreada or a Lucha Bypass and some head scissors, he's a luchador. You know what I mean? So that's (laughs) not who we are. You know, that's, you know, just because you wear a mask, you're not a luchador. Just because you have L in front of your name, you're not a luchador. So, you know, we we take great pride in that, you know. And so when Bendito came in, he did some stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we already know that one. From where? From here? Oh, wow. And then, of course, you know, he still had tons of stuff that we've never done. But it is pretty, you know, cool for, for us to see that we are doing uh, the correct things. And we are, you know, doing the curriculum that the rest of the world is also doing. Sweet. I may uh, I may have to quote you on that next time uh, we, we're discussing El Fantasma up here. So... Just saying. And uh, which one? <laughs> uh, 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 the the Vancouver uh, gentleman who's in New Japan from time to time. Oh, okay. okay. I thought you meant yeah. Fantasmo. No. no, 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 Fantasmo. And this was the confusion I had the first time I went to one of their shows thinking I was getting something, a very different experience. Oh, so you got captured. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah, I totally you got Lucha <laughs> That is a whole topic for a whole new podcast. Yeah. Lucha I podcast. love it. We have the Lucha Catfish. But, uh, yeah, he, he doesn't claim to be a luchador. Uh, just a lot of people think he is. So uh, that, that one. Yeah. Well, I'm going to segue back because I, again, I it's hard. Let's uh, see, you know, hold on. Before we, the train leaves the station, I, I want to make sure. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. okay. <laughs> um, so going back to uh, the upcoming March 11th show in San Jose, uh, I think really the big announcement that first got this podcast talking was the announcement of Hijo de Vikingo um, coming uh, to the show. And right. we had been following, you know, um, you know, the announcements of once we heard that, you know, the visa process went through with him, um, that he would be making more U.S. appearances. In some ways, it almost felt like you knew he would inevitably show up at Pro Wrestling Revolution. But to still huh. see it. And that's just me, because, again, I know the talent and the variety of, of luchadors that come to Pro Wrestling Revolution. But it just, you know, made sense, you know, more than some other places. It just always made sense. But I want to get, uh, you know, your thoughts and perspective about uh, being able to bring Ihola Vikingo to the Pro Wrestling Revolution fans and and your audience, um, because I, I know it was not a small undertaking at all. Uh, but to kind of well, how did you lead to, to get to this decision? What made you want to bring him to Pro Wrestling Revolution? 
Well, I've always wanted to work with Hijo del Vikingo. The problem was was the visa situation. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, uh, you know, working with AAA and they're so busy, their dates pretty much had him, you know, uh, busy as in like really not available. Um, but it got to a point where, you know, they wanted to have uh, more of a presence in the States. So when the visa finally got approved and again, I also have a relationship with AAA, you know, you know, I, I've helped them on many things and, and uh, you know, and facilitated, you know, uh, working with them in many aspects. One of them, including the training Cain Velasquez, when he actually made his debut in AAA, he was training at my academy, you know, getting them more mm-hmm. out there. So I, I've had that relationship. So when the opportunity finally came through and the visa got approved, then that's like, OK, cool. Let me reach out. And, you know, um, so I, I was able to get them. There was no issues there. They were very open to that. And, you know, I will be the first one in Northern California and to be probably be the only place you can see them in Northern California yeah. uh, unless you go down to, uh, to L.A. But I'd be the only one in this area. And uh, I'm very proud of that. You know, what I mean, and absolutely. Yeah. And not only him being there is one thing, but it's not like I brought him in and I'm putting him against, you know, a local or anything. Um, I, I wanted to make sure that I gave a, a match, you know, that be like, man, okay, who, where else can you see that match? So the match I provided, I strongly feel, you know, anywhere else. And if you do get to see that kind of match, it'd have to be in Mexico for AAA, you know? Yes. Yes. So, so that I'm something I'm very proud of as well. I'm looking forward to it. You know what I mean? It's not a match that's happened yet, you know, and, and let's see what happens from there. I look forward to having him again. But before I get to that point, I definitely want to enjoy the first match. You know that he's here. Heck and yeah. Been like I announced him and it's like it's almost finally here. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you get butterflies going, oh, my God, he really is coming here. Wow. Yeah. It's more than a poster. It's more than a flyer. It's more than a, you know, a social media post, more than a video. He's actually going to be here now and then having get you know get to be in the ring with you know mr rosa who's been with me forever and then the likes of drillistico who right now is you know everywhere you know from from noah to roh to AEW, you know and then have him you know consider this a, a home i'm stoked you know i'm stoked and i can't wait to see what they put together yeah that was something that we talked about exactly that comment you talked about uh not you know you have you know one of the most famous luchadors uh one of the most talent luchadors uh in modern pro wrestling right now and no offense to what anyone else does you know putting him with local talent but you know one of the things that makes him so amazing is when he gets to work with other luchadors of of amazing quality and to be able to be in a triple threat match with Mysterioso and Realistico that for us on this podcast is exactly the type of match we would be hoping to see him in um and i know brendan i mean we literally had this conversation uh about it too so Mm -hmm. he may may have some some thoughts but this one i think um is one that can provide the best skill set as far as you know his agility his speed but also the other facets of the two wrestlers in this triple threat i mean mysterioso um is incredibly strong and um uses that that strength but speed in amazing ways and drillistico i mean like you mentioned was literally all over the world right now and i think this is really his time to shine because right. the spotlight is on him Absolutely. um i think he's really moving to, to have something to prove so i'm especially interested to see yeah. his uh, you know dynamic in this triple threat you know, one of the uh, I mean, you mentioned Mr. Rosso, and I think Mr. Rosso doesn't get enough credit um, at our level of wrestling, um, you know, independent per se. But uh, he's been he's been all over. I just he's just very quiet on social. Media. Yes. The guy to yeah. brag, the guy. Yep. To, you know, but for those who don't know, he's wrestled in Korea, you know, for quite some time. He wrestled in China. Um, he was there in Dragon Gate for a good, a good amount of time. Uh, he's trained extensively, you know, at CMIL for for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a big part, you know, of the New Japan Strong, the New Japan, you know, USA here that, that events go on. I mean, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of, you know, and he does AEW as well. 
Um, you know, so he's doing a lot of things. It's just that maybe he's not getting, you know, that that social media love that others do. But he's, you know, he's in great shape. You know, uh, you know, he's a second generation wrestler that many don't know. And he, he, he knows all aspects. You know, he's trained CMIL. He trains with New Japan. He's gone to, you know, to Dragon Gate. He's gone to Korea. So to put him in this match, it may be to some going, oh, yeah, those two and him, you know, no, you got to actually, you know, do your homework a little bit on someone like Mr. Rosso, who's been with me for a while and wrestled guys like Caristico and, and, you know, Lince and so on. So now it gets to be a part of this match, which I think is a good opportunity for him as well to showcase who he is to the rest of the world who's, you know, dying to see the King live. Yeah. Oh, it's time for the rest of the world to see, you know, who Mr. Oso is because of someone like Vikingo and Drillistico. So I'm very excited to give him that opportunity to be in this match because I think uh, it's long overdue for someone like him. Absolutely. Yeah. He's uh, he's everything you said and, and more because, I mean, the more you can't heap enough praise on that guy. He's He's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and with that, you know, one of the, the interesting things, too, about, you know, just, again, the talent that is coming together, this is something that you're you're not going to see anywhere else because, uh, again, this is truly, you know, West Coast talent. Um, and with, of course, you have, you know, the, the, all of their international um, acclaim and experience, but um, this is truly, you know, specific to NorCal and to your promotion. And so that, too, is um, something to really hang your hat on because um, I, I don't know where else this would even exist, but exactly that, the mindfulness of, you know, how you put this match together, how these matches do come together. And I think fans are going to see something that they are not expecting, um, as well as literally something you won't be able to see anywhere else. And, and that simply happens because of the friendships and relationships and business things that you want to start, um, and that I want to start and have just because of how I want to keep things fresh. You know, um, I know we talked about, you know, Bandito being at my academy. Well, separate from that, though, is, you know, I'm trying and we're in the process of doing a lot more work with Big Lucha, where Big Lucha will be more involved here in the Bay Area with me and doing more things on a regular basis. Hence, you've seen, you know, uh, gravity on our shows on a regular basis. And then the announcement of Commander coming in. Um, for San Francisco at the end of April. And yeah. I'm trying, you know, to, to keep that door open. And then there'll be opportunities that I'll be announcing pretty soon where um, some of my talent will be going to Mexico for Big Lucha and doing things out there. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And that's because it needs to happen in order for someone, you know, for me to, for example, you know, someone like Charisma, who's wrestling Lady Apache, Lady Apache has been training her for a while. So, you know, you got to give them that opportunity. Nobody else is going to get an opportunity. If I don't give it to them, then who will? Mm-hmm. It, and you have someone like uh, Viento who's been with me for a while. Now, you know, he's was in the King of Indies, you know, went one-on-one with Drillistico. You know, he's been in six-man tags with Bandito and, and you know, so, Locha Solo. So you got to give these, these, these people who've been with you for such a long time that opportunity. You know, someone like El Cucuy, you know what I mean, who... Mm-hmm. Just so quick and agile, yeah. so much he does, and and you know people don't don't look at him because maybe because he is a, a mask guy. I don't know, but we have a lot of talent that being homegrown here, and that I'm and it's not that I'm expecting somebody else to book him against a big name. I'm doing it. I'm putting mm-hmm. where my mouth is. You know, I'm putting him in in those opportunities. You know, I'm putting Charisma versus Lady Apache. I'm putting Viento tagging out with Ray Ors. You know, I, I'm putting Kukui in there with, with gravity. So, you know, if I'm just trying to show the rest of the world that we have a lot of stuff here, you know, we, there's a lot of talent here. And my, my guys are just not trained, quote unquote, Lucha. They're, we're, we are training them on, on all, all the, all other aspects as well. I mean, they're, they're mm-hmm. Robert Thompson, you know, who, you know, who was a, God, he'd been, it's a 30 year vet at this point now. He's been doing this for quite some time. So all the, all the fundamentals and the American side is being taught. It's not like we're one sided and we can't lock, lock up from either side. You know, we lock up from both. And, you know, 
but we we got both elements and both sides you know of the spectrum you know so you know hopefully people take more notice in some of these these talented people i mean uh viento just had a match with speedball which was absolutely yeah. incredible absolutely yeah yeah incredible you know what i mean so uh, hopefully people take notice of what we're putting out here, you know, that some talent, you know, they're not mine. I mean, uh, they're more than happy to get booked and worked around the world. But if it, if it, it'll be sad eventually when these people don't book talent like Kukui and Viento and Charisma here local, but then you see them wrestling around the world. Yeah. You know, what's that tell you about, you know, uh, our industry? Right. I'm going to jump in real quick just because you mentioned something that uh, I want to make sure my our, our listeners are, are aware of. You made kind of a deep cut there uh, they where you were talking about locking up from both sides. Most people aren't aware that in Lucha you do things a little different than here in the United States. If you want to talk about that real quick. Well, who's to say that we do it the right way Lucha and the Americans lock up? <laughs> I just said different. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I would say that the the lucha way is the correct way, but I'm biased, so. Uh. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's just you know different styles. You know, uh, the American side, you know, you, you lock up, you know, one way, and the lucha side is just pretty much complete opposite. And almost all the moves are are pretty much universal. It's just some you know are from the left and some are for the right. So and it may seem very very simple. You're like, oh, big deal, right left. But when you lock up, you know, on the right forever and you lock up on the left hand side, you're like, wait, what? What? Because all, everything you do is a muscle memory. So, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's rough to go right to left and left to right. But my, my students are taught that, you know, and they're taught, you know, everything to be worst case scenario. And so it's a good opportunity for them, you know, to, to expand themselves. I always consider everything we do in our academy like a, like a full time job. In order to have a full-time job, you want to be, you know, uh, multitask and, and know as many jobs in one location so you have value. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, you can run 17 machines in a warehouse. Why? Because in case someone gets laid off, they'll keep you because you can run 17 machines. Where uh, on my guys, they can be, you know, they uh, they can build a ring. They can tear it down. They can drive the trailer. They can, you know, potentially some of them learn how to book a show, how to matchmake. Uh, they can referee. You know, I'm trying to, you know, make sure that our academy teaches them everything, every aspect that potentially can teach them. So they have a, a, a spot in this industry where, you know, getting where you fit in. You know what I mean? So if it's not wrestling, then let's figure out where. You know what I mean? I started this industry, you know, uh, trying to train. It was in my path, but here I am 25 years later, still, you know, in this business, you know, knocking, knocking on doors and, and some are opening and some I'm knocking down and some don't open for me, but I'm still doing it. And I was never actually quote unquote a wrestler. So th- there's always room in our business. You know, if you actually treat the business with respect and, and you put the work in, it'll give back to you. Absolutely. Uh yeah, I think Dusty was going to cut in with something here. Yeah, I, I mostly wanted to talk about the tag team situation where, like, as a promoter, what was it like for you to find out that one half of your tag team champions were signing with another company leaving, but one half were was not leaving? Like, you still had one half of your tag team champions with Drillistico, and, like, what was that like for you as a promoter? And well, you know, as a promoter, you definitely say, oh, man, you know, uh, I, I lose a great tag team. But right. for me, you know, uh, I've known Dragon Lee for quite some time. And so I, I had already known, you know, about his dealings with WWE. I was well aware, you know, I knew what was going on. And for me, I knew it was coming. It was just a matter of, you know, of time for it to actually, you know, to be a network happen. So for me... As a promoter, you know, yeah, it does kind of suck, you know, when you lose Dragon Lee, you know, being on your shows. But, you know, in the end, it's just another another brother that I have that has moved on and that eventually, you know, can open doors for me if ever needed. And, and if he does come back, he has a home. So I, as a promoter, yeah, absolutely, man. You know, not to be able to have Dragon Lee and put on those incredible matches, that does yeah. suck. To have your brother, you know, get the light, you know, uh, the spotlight that you, you know he can do and deserve and, and, and be out there. I'm excited for him as well, you know. But 
at the same time, I think it gives uh, Drolistico an opportunity to showcase himself, you know, um, to get, you know, I guess out of the shadow of his brother, you know, Absolutely. tag match and also being out of the shadow of Rush, you know, he, you know, he could be his own persona, you know, but, you know, it all comes down how people want to use him. But for me, you know, losing one de- definitely sucked for one reason, but I was very happy for him on the other. And for the time being, I'm very happy to still be working with Drillistico and, and keep that going for as long as that, go, you know, is able to continue because with, with him working consistently with Noah and AEW and ROH, it's just a matter of time before somebody else, you know, gobbles him up as well. Yeah, absolutely. His ascension to singles work in the United States has been really cool because he got the rub and the association with Dragon Lee, but now we're really get, really getting to see him stand on his own and do his own thing in a way that he hadn't before, like a confidence maybe in him that we hadn't seen before. And it's really exciting, What, at least in my opinion, what we're seeing him do now, uh, even compared to his earlier work. Well, the thing is, Ed, you know uh, – Lucha has so many name changes and juniors and people <laughs> on twos and threes. Yeah. Um, but Drillistico, you know, uh, actually was the original Dragon Lee. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dragon Lee, you know, he became Mystico. You know what I mean? And then from Mystico, he obviously became, you know, Drillistico now. But he's had, you know, uh, He's had a good good run as a singles wrestler in CMIL when he was, you know, when he was Mystico. It's just that when he transitioned over Drillistico, it was a rough time. You know, you know, the pandemic was going on. Um, people weren't working. So when he finally came back and then he left and, and became Drillistico, the opportunities weren't there right away. You know, what I mean, so but he he's a great singles worker and then tagging with his brother. I mean, geez, you know, how hard can that be? Right. When you have a partner like, uh, like Dragon yeah. or, or La Faction Ingobernables when you have the other brother rush, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And then you add his dad, Bestia. I mean, they're just incredible people to work with. They're a very talented family. And, you know, so it, it, I, I think the sky's the limit for someone like him. So hopefully, you know, you know, on the selfish side, I hope he stays with me forever, you know, but on the other side, <laughs> possible i know at some point he will be gone yeah i i was gonna mention that this during the vikingo thing but with him as well like this is your chance uh there is a massive difference between seeing vikingo or drillistico uh in in a smaller setting like you offer a pro wrestling revolution you can it's the energy is different the feeling is different the the fact that you can practically reach right out there and touch the wrestlers uh is just something you're not going to have the same opportunity to when they're doing big arena shows. So right. uh, do it now. I just want to, I get excited just by you talking about it. So I just had to well, throw that in there. Right, I was going to say, I, I mean, you know, 500 people is not, I, I mean, unless it's your closest 500 of your closest friends, then absolutely. absolutely. But he, uh, he, I mean, even the size of pro wrestling revolution shows is, is definitely not a, a small uh, sample size. I mean, these are, yeah, massive, I, yeah, massive shows. <laughs> but I see exactly what you mean as far as you know the, the arena Mexico's, you know the even the the NXTs of the world and mm-hmm. and all of that. I mean, once they get to that next level, it is a little bit feeling like intangible, untouchable because they cross this threshold in a way. But um, you know, I I totally agree with what you're saying as far as. Um, uh, that ability to see them in an environment where it's a mix of, you know, creative and entertaining, um, and the crowd itself too. I mean, the pro wrestling revolution crowd is just fantastic because of just the energy they bring, like you, you've said, and, and you and I have been there. Yep. It's, it's something else. It's kind of like this magic formula that everything comes together <laughs> and makes the entire event you know, just something that is is really hard to miss and sometimes really hard to describe. Yeah, you can't really describe it. That's the other thing. That's why I'm just spewing out words because it's just <laughs> <of> energy. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and I mean, now that you, you've mentioned as far as, you know, your tag team situation, you do have, you know, the vacant pro wrestling revolution tag team titles that will be up for grabs in a triple threat match. Uh, Los Elementos, Rey Oros and Viento versus the Border Patrol or the La Migra, your former champions versus Lucha Solos. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a mix of three different teams all bringing something to the table. Um, all that I think have a very strong chance of leaving, um, as tag team champions. And so that one, um, it's, it's, to me, it's very hard to pick because everyone brings something different and you can state a case, um, for them in this match. Um, so I, I'm, Really excited to see that one in particular, especially Lucha Solos. You know, they Pro Wrestling Revolution for me was the first place to see Lucha Solos and uh, to see the work that they've been doing um, really all over the U.S. Um, after, you know, being that viral sensation uh, from Mexico coming over. Uh, it's something it's almost I can imagine how proud you are of, of them, you know, really crossing that threshold and making their impact in the U.S. with that foundation in Pro Wrestling Revolution. You know, I was trying to book the Lucha Solos before they were Lucha Solos, right? <laughs> and uh, and it always it was always an issue, you know, of Visa, you know, crossing over, you know. So I have I had spoken to both of them and they both wanted to come in, but. You know, you don't want to you don't want them to risk, you know, any future opportunities to come in because of a violation of immigration, you know, crossing the border and so on. So we waited, you know. So but finally, when the visas, you know, uh, they were part of that group, that was one of the first people. I was like, OK, cool. Now can I get them? You know, I mean, now I can call them. Now I can bring them in. And they're they're incredible. They're absolutely incredible, you know, um, from them wrestling singles or in tag. But. You know, if you guys got to see the match they were in the last time we were in San Jose um, with Lucha Solos and Bandito and Gravity and, and Viento and Oris, I mean, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. And, and you know, Lucha Libre at his, you know, in modern Lucha Libre at his finest because it was just absolutely incredible. And now you add, you know, a, a separate scenario when you you break off Viento and Ray Oris, and then you add the mix of the Border Patrol, who obviously were have been prior tag champions and 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 been doing this for a minute. It's going to be interesting for me, you know. I as a promoter, you know, I love this match. I think you know it, it's a great match, and it could be a main event anywhere else. But that's not even our main event, you know. It's 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 incredible to be able to say that, you know. But it's going to be an incredible show when your fourth match is a, a match of that magnitude. Yeah, I mean, it really is going to be this next chapter in the tag team division pro wrestling revolution. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. The weight of that in and of itself could be the main event. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm going to hop in real quick. Sorry. Um, we talked about the other two teams. You talked a little bit about it, but we've talked on the show so much about how unique it is to see the Border Patrol, how much they changed the the show, like from the, you, you know, they're there from the beginning of that. Um, give us a little more about them so listeners can have an idea what it's like and what to expect. Well, I mean, the Border Patrol, <laughs> the border Patrol is pretty much, you know, uh, what their name states, you know what I mean? Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory, but um, they're more than just the name Border Patrol. They're very good workers, you know, um, for the tag team, you know, of uh, Colt Stevens and, and Dave Dutra. And then obviously, you know, Kratos being, you know, the, the singles or the main guy of that group. Um, but their style is you know, obviously the American, you know, side per se. But what the fan base you know, when they come into a show um, and in their match, it completely changes the perspective of that match. I mean, you can bring Mexico's biggest rudos and put them against the Border Patrol and they definitely would be the, you know, the babyface darlings in that match because that's how much, you know, the Border Patrol changes the perspective of every match. And then when you have, you know, uh, Sparky as the referee who pretty much controls the pace 
you know, because, you know, he's part of the Border Patrol, you know, it, it's it definitely adds something different to to each show. Um, but the value of the Border Patrol as a tag team um, is more than just, you know, the Border Patrol name itself. They're very, very talented kids. Yeah, they're really they're super talented. And, and I yeah, we talk about all the time how they just really add and enhance to the show uh, every time I see them. So I just uh, wanted to make sure we gave the listeners a chance for a little more knowledge on it. Cause I can't, we can't describe it. You have to kind of see it. You have, you have to be there. <laughs> well, and to pivot a little bit too, you already talked about Kratos. He's going to be facing Eho, the Dr. Wagner jr. And for fans who weren't at, uh, you know, uh, a previous show shows before, uh, there's a rooted history, um, between them because, well, Dr. Wagner Jr. took the Pro Wrestling Revolution Championship, uh, from Kratos. And so now, uh, it, it very seemingly looks like Kratos is coming out, you know, for revenge. And what better way to do that, um, you know, it, to, to face, uh, Ehole, Dr. Wagner Jr. And, you know, if he can't get his belt, he's going to make his, his son pay for it. Well, what's interesting is that Ijo, the uh, Dr. Wagner, his son, he actually asked for this. He actually asked me oh. for the match. Wow. You know, he um, obviously he's you know he is who he is. You know, Legado Wagner, the incredible family, you know, full of talented people. But he isn't you know only that. Many don't know, but you know he's a champion in Noah. You know what I mean? And uh, he's going to be, you know, coming out and he called me and he says, hey, I'm going to be in town for, you know, X amount of months, you know, uh, any chance I can get my hands on that guy. And I was like, you know what? I think we can do that. You know what I mean? And so uh, it's, it's going to be great to see, you know, uh, obviously the, the heated battle, you know, that Kratos has with his father because of the belt, you know, definitely, you know, has to play a part in this. And I'm looking forward to see how that does, you know, add fuel to the fire because i don't see how it wouldn't you know one thing that not not many know is we had a show scheduled earlier this year that uh, got taken away um because the venue um got used as a safe haven during um the floods um and that match that one of the matches scheduled was you know wagner you know uh, defending the title against kratos so you know, but we fast forward is where we're at now. And, uh, you know, Wagner, you know, I know he's Eho and he's a junior, but if you know who he is and you follow Lucha or you watch him, oh, man. Yeah. Big guy, big body. Yeah. You know, you know, he's very strong. And he's on, you know, he's on path, you know, to, to be just like his dad, you know, in, in the statue of their, of their in ring presence. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go at it. I highly doubt this will be a technical battle of any sort. Oh, no. I definitely <laughs> feel that they're going to go uh, and uh, extend their their greetings to each other from the father to <laughs> and vice versa. So I look forward to see how you know how that develops. Yeah, I, I believe Jr. would call that one a slobber knocker or a hoss fight. So yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the equivalent in Espanol to a hot fight is, that that is what this will be because yeah. you're exactly right. And it's almost you know surprising to hear. I almost thought that it was a, a Kratos request, but to know that it was an Eli Dr. Wagner Jr. request now makes so much more sense because you know it, it's not only about pride for Kratos, but I'm sure uh for for Ehold to be able to take on someone that you know his father took on and to keep on with you know that that legacy and almost a point to prove you know anyone that his dad can beat he can beat too and uh you're you're right about the the layers on top of that with the pro wrestling revolution championship history as well so this one um on top of just you know two big guys there's there's history that adds a whole other layer to it that you know is just more than a Haas fight. I, I'm sure it could go a completely brutal direction if they truly wanted to. So that one, I you know, I will keep my clipboard up and, and as far away as possible because God knows what's going to happen. No, for sure, for sure, it's something to definitely look forward. And again, another match that can definitely be a main event somewhere, and it's the semi here. 
Yes. The the last match I want to touch on is something that you were talking about a little bit earlier with with Lady Apache uh, versus Charisma. And Charisma has been oh, a, a product of the Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy and really one of the talents that has been standing out and growing um, as a competitor. But a lot of that is in part due to, you know, the training and guidance that she's gotten from Lady Apache, you know, in contrast to some of the other matches that we've talked about. This one in and of itself has is really lined with respect. Um, and so can you share us a little bit more about that context? Because in some of the other matches, you know, it's about championship belts and almost animosity, but this one is, you know, more about, you know, the, the present and the future coming together to really, you know, build this, this women's division and also, you know, the future of, of women's wrestling and and pro wrestling revolution. Well, you know, lady, you know, has been with us (laughs) training on, on various occasions you know, for a good, period, good amount of time each time. And, you know, she's taking, you know, charisma under her wing and and, and, and taught her, you know, and, and groomed her, you know, from presence in the ring, outside the ring, you know, how to do a promo. I mean, you name it, you know what I mean? So this match right here is, again, nothing to do with belts and nothing again with animosity. It's just a matter of uh, setting the bar and see how far charisma has come to see, you know, how much more she has to go. And, but also for Lady Apache to see, you know, how good her training was, you know, for the student. Did, did she teach her too much? Did she know more than, you know, than she thought she did? So for me, I mean, it's a very uh, great opportunity for them to wrestle. They've wrestled once before, you know what I mean? And it was uh, a very, you know, uh, I, I don't say it was a quick match, but, you know, Lady had pretty much the upper hand in that match, but a lot of time has passed from that, and she's mm-hmm. had a lot of training from that, and she is getting, you know, to do a lot of outside bookings now where she's wrestling in different states and what have you. So she's a different person from the last time we met, and, and Lady knows that. But again, you know, I, I think Lady Apache has forgotten about more lucha than we will ever know, That's true. You know as a whole. So, you know... Uh, it's a it's a win win for everyone, you know, if you take the approach that, you know, it's up and coming wrestler who's definitely put the work in and someone like Lady who's an absolute living legend, you know, who gives back to our industry. So it's a win win for, for everybody involved and hopefully, you know, it continues to carry on to, to bigger and better things. Yeah, I mean, um, like we we talked about the the tone of this match is different, but that doesn't mean the level of competitiveness is going to change. Right. I think if anything, um, it may be taken up a notch because it's exactly that. It's um, about a sense of pride. It's about a sense of purpose. It's about, you know, proving your worth as, you know, for charisma, as this up and coming wrestler, as someone who, like you said, has changed and evolved since the last time they've met each other in the ring. And I'm sure for Lady Apache, it's as a, a teacher, um, as someone who has really taken charisma under her wing, but also as someone who, um, you know, like you said, will know forget more wrestling than we'll ever know. Right. Um, something that that's you know the value of uh, her skill and expertise, and that she isn't going to be taken lightly, and that she isn't going to take it easy on charisma. If anything, she's going to, you know, be extra critical and and hard and and tough. Um, and that, if anything, sometimes be more intimidating than any championship any uh you know rivalry because it's it's a huge sense of pride and it's a total those who know lady apache know that she's very competitive you know Mm -hmm. period you know so uh whether it be a game of checkers or playing marble she's very competitive she always (laughs) wants to win you know so uh i don't see her giving any you know special treatment to charisma or any other female or male for that matter you know i mean so i look forward to a a very uh good match and you know and also setting the bar to see how far you know charisma's come uh, as a wrestler how much more lady apache can teach her now there's a lot more matches that we will be covering specifically on the lucha central weekly podcast 
Brendan, Dusty, and myself, we are going to be recording a full preview episode for the upcoming Pro Wrestling Revolution March 11th show in San Jose. So make sure you stay tuned to our future episode where we're going to be breaking down all the matches, all of our analysis and our predictions, thoughts, all of that. So, Gabe, thank you so, so much for your time. Um, can you let our listeners know where they can follow you on social media, where to go to, what they need to get in order to be at the next Pro Wrestling Revolution show or train at the Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy? Well, follow us on social media at PW Revolution uh, across all social media. Um, and, you know, you can follow the, us there for all the information from our events and obviously March 11th for our event, April 29th. And, you know, as of right now, we have about 23 to 24 shows scheduled this year uh, throughout the Bay Area. So hopefully, you know, uh, people can follow us and come out, you know, from the shows that you, know, you hear about today to shows taking place for um, MLS at Levi Stadium. You know, we're doing, you know, uh, events at another stadium for minor league baseball. Um, and, and doing stuff up and down, uh, you know, uh, the Central California, Northern California. So we'll be all over. So make sure you follow us on social media for announcements of stuff like that. You know, also our website, www.prowrestling-revolution.com. Yes, we still have a website. Yes, it's very, you know, very useful. Yes, it works. You can go there to get, you know, information for tickets. Um, and also, you know, uh, go to our online form and uh, fill it out. And if you're looking to become a professional wrestler and get your foot, you know, in the door, whether it be from referee to manager to, to a wrestler to ring announce, whatever it may be, you know, hit us up and uh, we'll do our best to train you. You know, we, we've trained a lot, a lot of people and the people always ask you, who have you trained? Who have you trained? Well, we've trained a lot of people, you know, now just because you don't know who they are does not mean they're not good. But we've trained a lot of people. You know, I mentioned it before. We did train someone like Cain Velasquez and we also trained Jungle Boy. So, you know, we, we, we do what we can. So hopefully you guys can follow us on social media. Give us, you know, a. Uh, a message if you want to see a certain match or you don't like a certain match or you're looking for tickets or you want to train follow us on social media at pw revolution or on our website and you will do uh yourself a a great favor by following us if you're a fan of professional wrestling and lucha libre and tickets are still available for march 11th however vip box is sold out vip ringside is sold out as all so after right now, yeah, um, we know we're on, we're ahead, and Miranda, you've you've been there, but we are ahead of normal pace for our ticket sales. So, our, you were at our last show in San Jose. It was pretty much at capacity, if not at capacity. So, hopefully that does happen. So, if you are looking to come out and get a chance to see Vikingo, now is your time because you know. People always say, well, come in and say we were selling out. No, I didn't mention that we are selling out. So once it's sold out, guys, it does mean sold out, which means no more tickets are available, which means you can't see Vikingo. So if you're looking to, you know, to, to get your first chance to see Vikingo in person, make sure you go to our website, you know, and uh, get some tickets and uh, or go to our Facebook, our event page, and you'll get more information. Get tickets online on Eventbrite, on our website, on Facebook. Doesn't matter where, as long as you get your tickets and get the opportunity to see probably the most talked about in a wrestler, lucha libre, luchador uh, going on right now in the world. Yes. You can also visit luchalibreboletos.com uh, for ticket information, of course, social media, Facebook, Eventbrite. Get your tickets now. Um, again, if you missed out on VIP, sorry about your damn luck. Uh, <laughs> but, but we have to hey, pay somebody for that, do we? Uh, I'll, I'll mix it up. I'll, I'll do some variation of it. Uh, but that also means that tickets, uh, you know, VIP are still available for April 29th. So, uh, you know, get ahead of, of your ticket uh, purchasing for the next show. Uh, and of course, too, we are definitely going to be doing a full breakdown of the April 29th show as well, because there's been some big uh, talent announcements like you've already mentioned. Uh, Commander is going to be. That's one person that I've been excited uh, to see oh, ever since yeah. Brendan has been talking about him uh, for years now, and to see the trend of, of him, of course, uh, you know, pro, pro wrestling revolution now going to be making his AEW debut. Uh, you know, you're kind of a trendsetter, Gabe. I don't, I mean, credit where credit <laughs> it's is true. due. It's true. You know, uh, Commander is, is it's 
it won't be long before, you know, he'll be signed somewhere as well. And yeah. I'm lucky to be able to have him on my show um, before he is no longer available. So I'll keep doing my best to try to bring in people. <laughs> Hold of Lucha. Well, I was going to say, yeah, that happened with Gravity. You yeah. know, my yep. my very first time watching him was at Pro Wrestling Revolution, you know, ends up on AEW. Uh, and, of course, you know, and that's just a very small sample size. But you know, people that you see at Pro Wrestling Revolution do make that jump, you know, and, and do go to that next level. Of course, all on their own merit. But you you seem to have the, the know-how. You seem to have the just that keen sense of someone who – I know, can make it to that next level. You know, and that's something that, that comes with time, you know what I mean? And I, I maybe I'm maybe I'm lucky, but after a while, 25 years, it, maybe it's not luck. Maybe just, you know, maybe I do have a, a, a knack for it, right? But, you know, gravity is going to be, you know, eventually on that scale as well, you know. Oh, yeah. A great body. Um, he's young. He's young. He still has a lot more to learn and for what he does now, it's incredible. And then Commander, just self-explanatory for what he does. But, you know, <laughs> uh, that, that's the thing that, you know, um, in my working with Bandito and, and, you know, bridging that gap between, you know, Big Lucha and Pro Wrestling Revolution is exactly that, is to bring more talented guys like that over here who are not getting that look <laughs> and opportunity. And at the same time, I want to send my talent over there and have them learn from different, you know, different trainers and also get the opportunity to wrestle in front of a, of a Mexican crowd. A Mexican crowd is nowhere near the same as a oh. I want them to be able to, to work in front of all types of crowds and, and succeed and fail because you can learn from, from both. So I'm excited to have those guys. So I can't wait. You know, I'm not even done with this show here. I can't wait for it to happen. But, you know, it's hard not to want to look you know, to April when you have a commander and, and, you know, and gravity and, and Wagner and, you know, and Lucha solos and everyone that, you know, and, and also the return of Drago and Aerostar. So, you know, one show is packed and we can't, you know, get past the fact all these great talent, but then here comes April with, you know, an equally packed show. So I can't wait. I can't wait for this one to happen and then move on to the next one and make that one happen and then continue. And next thing you know, we'll be here, uh, next year doing it again or in your guest's case i'll be back in three years talk about the next show yes oh, of course uh, no, it's gonna be shorter <laughs> shorter returns be, for the next visit it will be a shorter one but at that point you know maybe the uh the uh pro wrestling revolution uh, pro wrestling revolution uh training academy franchise opens uh, <laughs> just it just franchise the opportunities and i would notice that in three years Right. What you figure, you know, the pandemic lasted two years. It took three years to get back. So hopefully, you know, uh, we, we, we can beat, you know, uh, that record of, of three years next time around. So hopefully <laughs> that, uh, don't forget about me and uh, don't wait for me to uh, to bring in Bikingo again before you guys contact me. Oh. <laughs> I see how it is. I see how it is. Well, you, you, well, we got Queen of the Indies in May. So Yes. You know, yeah. We, Queen of Indies in May. That one, ever since that was announced. Um, is, is that one is very near and dear to me to see the, the success of King of Indies. Um, you know, really for, you know, those who were there like me, the last time we saw, you know, Dragging Lee in the independent scene, that kind of almost storybook ending winning King of Indies and then, you know, uh, getting the signing, it, it was, you know, very, uh, it was very much in destiny. And right. so to see that of, you know, and the story history of King of Indies, to be able to start that with Queen of Indies is um, really, right. really special. It's really if, special. If you look at what's already been announced for Queen of Indies, I mean, you know, Shigusa, I mean, you know, uh, you know, what more can you Unagi say? Sayaka. I mean, what more can you say? I mean, the thing after Shigusa was like, wow, and then it keeps going and it keeps going. And, you know, there's still more to come and we still have a lot more to announce. Um it's just that, you know, we have shows that we got to take care of and announce and, and, and promote. But Queen of Indies, you know, for the first one is definitely going to set the bar very, very high for the next Queen of Indies. And hopefully, you know, uh, Queen of Indies, uh, the plan for that is hopefully take that on the road and, and visit different states um, with King of Indies and, uh, you know, work on that and then also build Queen of Indies. So we have a lot, a lot in store, you know, for those brands of, king and queen of indies and then obviously the the what i have going on with progressive revolution and then the academy so uh, I, i'm stoked you know what i mean uh, i say it all the time it's 
it's you know it's not what I do, it's who I am. So I'm looking forward to continuing doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, eventually you'll get sick of us because we were we're gonna have yeah. a lot more of these conversations with you because you have one show after the other after the other coming up all with uh, amazing cards and talent that we just got to pick your brain about, you know, to be able to talk with you <laughs> about that is, uh, you know, a wrestling fan's dream. So, again, thank you so much for your time. Um, thank you for carving time out of your very busy schedule to talk with Dusty, uh, Brendan, and myself. Uh, don't forget, Pro Wrestling Revolution returns to San Jose March 11th. Get your tickets now. Um, also returning to San Francisco April 29th, as well as Queen of Indies happening in May. And, of course, a whole list of other events that Pro Wrestling Revolution will be announcing soon. So make sure you are following Pro Wrestling Revolution on social media to get the latest information. And if you are interested in becoming a pro wrestler, a referee, a manager, and even a ring announcer like myself, uh, definitely check out the Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy sign up today start start now get the future going uh gabe thank you again so much for your time uh and you'll be hearing from us very soon sure 2027 love it (laughs) no 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 we will be giving you much sooner than that i promise Thank, Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you Thank for providing you. this uh, wonderful Lucha soapbox that you guys have. You guys are doing a great job. You guys are doing great for the Lucha community. It's definitely needed and definitely appreciated. <laughs>